Hey there, fellow nerds and nerdwells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now then, you may have noticed that we weren't around last week. That's because we were getting ourselves fully refreshed and ready for more adventures with a bit of a holiday break. We hope you use those extra two hours without us wisely. Also, if you haven't yet, why not give us a follow on Instagram? You can find all sorts of behind-the-scenes photos and updates there. As this episode releases, there should be a photo of a particularly foul, bright purple cocktail I drank last night. See? That's the kind of shite you can find there. So why not give us a follow? Now then, let's not forget that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. I genuinely had to beep something out of this week's episode because it was so offensive. See if you can spot it as you listen along. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Lewis and myself for this week's episode of The Adventurer's Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. And just like that, we were live. Whee! Right, let's get this fucking show on the road. Right, first thing to say is uh, we've got a couple of apologies this evening. Who knows where Raggy is? Raggy comes. He's free. He's not contractually obliged to be here. And Chanel is uh, fighting off the lurg and is not here because she is not feeling great. But we do have a Lewis. Whee! Don't worry, guys. I'm making up for it with my witty charm. There you go. That's Lewis Budden. You heard him here. Your friend and mine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Form- yes, yes formerly yes. of Air Drawn Dagger. No, currently of Air Drawn Dagger. Why do you say formally? What is this? I don't know. Like there's been a, like there's been a <laughs> musical <laughs> a musical mutiny against me. What are you trying to start? What seeds are you trying to sow here? What is this? Is this a sting? Is this a sting? <laughs> Are we being heisted? <laughs> Is this a hosting? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay, we've also got Matt Duran, fresh from the sauna. What are you saying, Matt? Hello. Um, what am I saying? I don't know. What are you saying? Uh, free Tibet. Free Tibet, <laughs> yeah. It's prescient. Wait, no. Free China. Who's our bigger market? Not going to go down well. Might edit that out of the podcast. Not going to lie. Feel cute. <laughs> Might later. Right. Excellent. And Chris Neal, how are you doing? Good, sir. I'm great. Thank you. Uh, no potentially dangerous political viewpoints. <laughs> there you go. Right. Let's save ourselves from the political viewpoints of four slightly sozzled people by having a recap, assuming my computer will work. All right, here we go. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had managed to survive the curious incident of the Orc in the Night. Having stumbled upon a seemingly empty woodland cottage, the adventuring party had bedded down for the night, only to realise that they were in fact not alone. A small party of Orcs who were roaming the woods looking for a midnight snack came out to play. The fight that ensued rumbled on well into the night, with many of the Orcs hiding in the dark woodland shrubs, raining down arrows upon the adventuring party. Barbara, in particular, became a lupine pincushion, staggering around the battlefield, riddled with arrows, looking a little bit like a furious hedgehog. Harsh, 
Having swiftly dispatched the war chief, the rest of the orcs really started to wonder if they should have just stayed home and ordered a takeaway. But it was too late, the bloodlust was upon the adventuring party, especially Tatty, who had seen his wolf collapse on the brink of death. Enter Aristobulus, who for contractual reasons called down his phallic spiritual weapon from the celestial realms and set to pummeling the greenskins with his phantasmal foreskin. Needless to say, that caused a landslide in the cliff face that surrounded the battleground, only mildly injuring everybody <laughs> due to some turn of luck. Maybe the gods were watching over the old fart after all. Who can say? Battle done, the party revived Barbara and nursed her back to health in the cottage, as they themselves recovered and reflected. It was at this point that they heard a rumbling from the cottage cellar, and after a brief investigation, the cottage's residents, a woman and two children, who had been hiding, made themselves known. Offering the party shelter for the night, the woman, known as Lithia, set to making them feel at home, even offering Hanash lessons on how to ride a broomstick. A moment of calm after the storm. As the golden rays of the first morning slowly broke over the woodland clearing, the bodies of the orcs and the true damage done by the landslide to the small farmstead were unveiled for all to see. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Right, we're going to do a new bit here. It's called Looping in Lewis. We, you must have lots of questions. Yeah, This no, is your uh, opportunity. Uh, am I right in saying that the... Um... <sighs> phallic uh, fight was when I was here and I cast it and it, it we were fighting on the road and we were being chased. Am I right in saying that? Were you here for the first week? Yeah, I cast that. Wait, no, is that a different fight? We were being chased. Oh, we were no, being no, chased no. through a thing and we I, I popped into the, uh, there was like a pawn shop or no, no, like a, Oh, no, that was a... That, that was, was different, yeah, right? Oh, I couldn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. sure, because, you know, where I was on the move, where I was getting chased, I'm not, I wasn't sure if that was the same story. No. So you, last time you were here, you were in Port Zoon. You helped run away from the city constabulary. You you ran into a lingerie shop. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ended that episode where I believe you were there, burning down the speakeasy. Ah, uh, yes, it all came full circle, yeah. Okay. Where you left off, you fled the city of Port Zoon, making your way down the road. You noticed you were still being chased by the constabulary. So you, I mean, this has all happened while you were away. You, you went off country uh, through the woodland, um, trying to lose them uh, whilst getting thoroughly lost in the rain and the darkness, etc., etc. Uh, you stumbled upon an empty cottage, do it going full Goldilocks. You decided that it was a great place. You know, you couldn't, no one clearly live in there. But then in the middle of the night, you left Hattie to be on guard and naturally fell asleep and you got ambushed by orcs. And everything that I just said above yeah. applies. Yeah. Did the it was kind of fun. Blue, blue phallus, which is very on brand. So obviously that's probably what I would have done. I was thinking this the other day. I think when we played that game, I was literally like, I am a cleric and I have quite a good amount of weapons and I rarely use spells or my inventory <laughs> instead just dropping little nuggets of chaos throughout and now and again relying on one tin of corn <laughs> like i have quite a lot going on you have like an amazing list of spells yeah, like, quite quite we, rarely like when, whenever whenever we run your character sheet for you we can't change any of your spells <laughs> but we know that there's lots to go there's on. almost too much choice that's probably the, the issue so yeah. okay no more questions i just wanted to double check that that was what was happening and again where am i right now you're in the cottage so morning is broken uh you've had a you, you fought through the night 
uh, it sort of became apparent that the woman called Alethea has two children who reads notes, hold on, are called Sarah and uh, Penthe. Just one, one normal name, one D&D name. Good, good, good. Why not? <laughs> Nothing wrong with the word Penthe. Um, <laughs> they're just two little girls. They're like playing with the crocoborn. Uh, the mum, you get the, the damn good feeling she's probably some sort of witchy witch. Um, as we start off, unfortunately, Chris isn't here, but you see her take the half-orc outside with the broom as you see a very painful, like, broom-flying montage going on through the cottage window. The rest of you are inside the cottage. For the sake of description, I know the listeners probably listened to this over the weeks, but uh, Lewis, it's, it's, it's sort of like uh, a ramshackle woodland cottage cool, cool, with cool. a fire that pretty much provides all of the heating. Not very many amenities, tables, single bed. They all sleep in a single bed. Final catcher. Oh, uh, I'm getting Charlie in the chocolate factory vibes. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, other things to fill in real quick is, uh, what's our motive? Are we on the run or are we looking for something? No, you're on the run. Um, uh, you kind of well, we're, 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 we're on the run away from Port Zoon, but we're going towards these coast, these like cave, this cave on the coast. Yes. Um, which is where one of where one of the four Emmentals yes, is. Yes, the cheese quest. Yeah. Yes, the cheese quest. Yeah, the yeah, cheese yeah, yeah, quest. yeah. We're we're multitasking. What do they do again? What the four Emmentals? They combine to make the fifth Emmental. Of course, come on, copyright. <laughs> uh, yes, and and you said you would do that for yeah. uh, the priestess yeah. of the church because then you, she will give you the the she'll give you some directions where you can possibly find what you think is Theolian. Which would be lovely for you, as as you know, you were lovers, sort of. I mean, uh, like just, just another on the list for me, pal. Just another one on the list, but another notch in the bedpost. But hey, let's pretend I'm motivated by that. So cheese, okay. the cheese is more interesting to me than just another shag. But hey, you know what? Let's go for it. You know, <laughs> let's go for it. Cheese, shagging. What else? Lads, do you lads, want? lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard cheese not a soft cheese right let's just state Chris hard cheese Josh exactly oh shit speaking of hard cheese before we get too far into this I'm very sorry listeners Lewis who are we sponsored by this week oh uh, this week uh, checks notes ruffles paper uh, it's Crampton and Sons crotch glitter thank you for the sponsorship <laughs> Thank you, thank you for your sponsorship and uh, your support as always. Is there any small print on the crotch glitter, like you know, for internal use, external? <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I think I assume they make it like you know PVA glue. Like it's fine if if you get it in your eyes or your mouth, because it's likely. Um, yeah, I, I think you if you ingest a certain amount. Projectile Hold on, could happen, but let's. That's it's a little experiment. It's a bit like a Coke and Mentos, you know. Okay, yeah. If you, I, I see, I see. Hang on, when you say it's very likely to get in your eyes and mouth, why would that be if you stick it on someone else's crotch? Like, we'll have a little chat off camera. <laughs> I can send you some websites or something. I don't know what you need to okay. know, but we'll fill in some blanks. <laughs> Absolutely, little birds yeah, in the bees. Well, you've got some gaps in your in your knowledge here. <laughs> little gap. No, that's fine, that's fine. You, you can fire me over some blanks later. Right, excellent. <laughs> like, bringing it back to the storyline, um, yeah, you, you find yourself, it's the morning, uh, you're inside the cottage, it's quite smoky as everything is powered, all the heating, etc., 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 is powered off um, 
an open log fire. There's a big copper bath that we've talked about before. The water in it is somewhat murky as the Crocoborn and the half have both had baths in it so far. Uh, and as we kick things off, the little girl, Penthe, is playing with the Crocoborn, tugging on your sleeve as she looks up at you. And she's like, why did the Gullfather make you so ugly? Because I'll... Al- hey! Who are you calling ugly? you got such big teeth. You've got such small teeth. She takes a little toothbrush. She's like, how do you keep those clean? They kind of take care of themselves. Mum says, well, my teeth will fall out yeah. if I don't brush them. But she's a witch. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> they can fix lots of things with, with magic these days. Magical dentistry. And she looks out the window at the half-orc trying to fly a broom as he smashes into a tree. And she's like, ha, he's a twat. <laughs> how old these children are 26 they just (laughs) won't leave home (laughs) real fucking late bloomers it's a real case of arrest absolutely yeah they're part of the covid generation um no they're just little ones as um you see sarah um she's dancing she's getting ever closer to the fire tatty you're slightly concerned how close this small child is dancing to the fire uh, I'm gonna. Have we have we had a long rest? By the way, uh, yeah. Well, you had one before, so it's it, you can't have another long rest at the moment because you had one over the night before the battle, and we're only like we're only like several hours after the battle, so you can only have oh, one right, long rest yeah. per day. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that we thought you can, you can have yourself night. a short uh, rest if you really wish. Use some hit dice up. Yeah, I might might do some hit dice. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? I'll. Um, uh, I'll give I'll give Barbara a little little chin scratch just see if she like gesture over towards the um the children just see if she wants to wants to go play or something like that. Uh, see what see what the kids Barbara think of Barbara. Sits up like almost in a way like the most hungover person ever, having been healed, having been riddled full of arrows. She sort of sits up. You see her kind of like stretch and crack all of her muscles as she stands up. She licks you across the side of your face. As she strolls over to the child, uh, the child looks her straight in the face and starts, like, ragging her ears about. Um, she, clearly, these children aren't dog-trained. I just, I just say, oh, just, just, just be gentle. She's a, she's a, she's a living thing with, with, with skin and bones attached to, you know. You see face. a pain look. Please, please be nice. A bit, a bit like the donkeys you see at the seaside. I don't know whether that translates to our international. I have no idea in Hong Kong if you get like donkeys by the seaside. But uh, this is, that's also uh, Chris's Tinder bio. It's just skin and bones attached to a face. <laughs> I thought you meant donkeys by the seaside. Then I was like, no, Chinese donkeys by the seaside. Also good. Chinese donkeys by the seaside. Fantastic. <laughs> So you've got the double worry of both the child now being close to the fire and you see Barbara, who's quite, you know, like tired from having been shot half to death. She, she's also getting ragged about and ridden. Now Sarah jumps on Lady's back and is like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to like immediately just walk over and be like, OK, that's enough. She's had enough. just as it gets to the point where you see Penthe is just slamming a sandwich into Barbara's open mouth. Barbara doesn't really seem up for it. But she, the kid's like elbow deep in Barbara's like mouth, and uh, you you pull Barbara away, who looks so grateful. What I was originally saying is she has that haggard look, a little bit like the donkeys that have to ride children. No, other way around. 
the donkeys who give children rides round the seaside. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. I have not been to that I apologize beach. on behalf of my people. Uh, a bit like, um, do you know that look the donkeys have? They just want to be left the fuck alone. Uh, Barbara, you, you shoo her away into a corner. As um, Hanash comes back through the door, yeah. he is so fucking happy uh, having been for a bit of a flying lesson, except now he's got a chipped tooth and a black eye uh, from where he's just smashed into every branch um, going. Seems legit. Um, I am, as um, is it Alithia? Yes. Yeah, can I, has she come back in with Hanash? She has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I go and talk to her? Absolutely. You see her just uh, putting her broom back on the on the mount above the mantelpiece. I was wondering if we could trouble you, trouble you even more than we already have. To be fair, but if we could, um, if we could trouble you, we've got a couple of um, items that we believe are magical. That if you can identify them for us, it would be a big help. She looks at you. She says, "I'm just a simple witch. I just live here, live by my means. I'm afraid I'm not the person to identify magic items for you. Everything I know, I learned off my mother. Oh, it's no, it's no problem at all. Uh, what was your mother's name? Well, now you're asking, aren't you? I've only just met you. You want my family tree? I'm just making conversation. Yeah, well, small talk. As uh, no, she's, she's having a bad day." Uh, Hanash has, has half the value of her broomstick by smashing it out. <laughs> and the entire estate. <laughs> nah, she looks at you. She was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be me. My mother was a hard woman. She she ran a brutal coven. You know, blood rituals, that kind of thing. It wasn't really my kind of thing. I'm more of a woodland witch, not really the kind of underground city witch. Like, any, you know. any tyromancy? She looks at you. She's like, tyromancy is a forbidden art. Any fucker caught on the street playing tyromancy will get themselves in trouble. That's, I love the, idea right. that love the idea that this woman is like, my mum was part of a brutal coven that did like blood rituals, but tyromancy is like even, <laughs> even further. She's like, yeah, you don't fuck with the cheese. Everyone knows like, that. Blood magic is bad, but curds and whey. <laughs> too far. <laughs> That's bad for your cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. She uh, she takes you and um, picks you up and puts you on the counter because she's fed up with talking down to you. As she she's basically like, look, yeah, I've lived here with my daughters. You know, it's just us. We we live by our means. She looks out the window at the desiccated, uh, not desiccated, the absolutely smashed up pumpkin patch. So outside, Lewis says there's like a there was a little farmstead. Uh, unfortunately, you dick slapped a cliff face away and, and destroyed most of what was left of her pumpkin farm. Ooh, awkward. It is a bit awkward, isn't it? But, you know, these are the spoils of war. Um, could I, out of interest, like, cast... Well, I'm trying to make up for lost spells. So I'm thinking, like, let me just double-check, like, cure wounds and stuff. Because I wondered if there was a way right. to spiritually repair things that aren't people. Do you know about this? Yeah, you've got mend. Oh, shit, I've got mend because of my flute, yeah. I'm going to cast mend. I'm going to be like, look, love, things got a bit wild, a bit hot and heavy. You know, that was a different guy. I've had to sleep now. Um, in the interest of my gods, <laughs> I look favorably on you. Uh, my gods are feeling very generous. 
um, and they and feeling the need to repair. Okay, that's very kind of you. She looks at you up and down, and she's like, "What? Who are your gods?" It's none of your business. All right, but I wouldn't. You know, this is <laughs> this enough. is a gift horse situation. So let's just let's move on, shall we? Um, okay, I know that's fine. Spirituality is an individual road, and I'm not here to judge you for whatever you know deity you <laughs> lean on for comfort. Say so it's more than fucking comfort. All right, it's more than comfort. Okay, watch, watch. Oh, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. up against the lips. Which give the classic, the classic stobulus shush, and just be like, <laughs> just shut up and watch this. Okay, and I want to cast mend. And well, what? I guess her crops. A crops is better than a cliff face. So. Like, fuck the cliff face. Erosion's going to happen anyway, even in this world. So let's all grow up, all right? That's bound to happen. I'm going to – can I Can I mend crops? Is this Is this a thing? Uh, I mean, if we read the description of mending, I think you can break – you can fix a single break or tear in an object you touch, but it is more – as long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot in dimension. So, I mean um, – Can I give a one foot of crop? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you, you could have, like, a one foot by one foot. Where... I'm really glad I've been all Billy Big Balls about this then, with the, the finger on the lip and be like, you just watch Daddy work. <laughs> As I turn. And <laughs> you walk out straight out of her front door. To the right is where all the crops are. You know, there's half a fence which is smashed over by boulders. It was on a river's edge, Lewis. So as the boulders fell into the river, you've also created like a natural oxbow lake, which has sort of started flooding half of her crops. Okay. As you find one corner which is barely affected, you walk over, roll up your wizard sleeve, mumble some various words as the kind of arcane energies flies through you, and one square foot, just enough to grow a single pumpkin turns back into fertile ground as you see the most luscious pumpkin you've ever seen grow in one corner. Fuck yeah. You, you need to mark that off with a spell slot used. I presume it is not. It's a cantrip. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can do it as much yeah, as you want. Oh, I'm very sorry. You walk around the field finding little gaps. Like, you are fucking tired spiritually. Like, you sweat dripping off your brow. Yeah. Just like, just, I like to think of finger guns, like, but looking at a bit of yeah. dirt and being like, yeah, pow, as it's just like a, yeah. another pumpkin. For some reason, I'm really hot on pumpkins right now, and it's just another pumpkin, another pumpkin. I'm, it's just pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you just go around changing the landscape, um, which is interesting because we're going to flash forward at this point, like 10,000 years into the future. And what's happened is, the, the suddenly adding so many pumpkins to the landscape has completely unbalanced the ecological cycle, <laughs> which then caused like rats to come, which has then basically caused plagues. And you basically, you being overzealous has killed an entire nation of people. But it's the butterfly effect through the first pumpkin. Well, you've got to break a few eggs to make an omelette, you know. I've got two kids now that are going to be not well they won't starve because they'll be in pumpkin soup until they're at least 28 if we're going on their real ages chris so <laughs> um they've got a good few years of nutrition thanks to me so plagues is plagues isn't it plagues is bound to happen no, 
you, you can go full Thanos if you want. You can kill half the population through plague via planting pumpkins. But with, with the mending cancer. Yeah, the irony. Just <laughs> <laughs> erased half it. But anyway, that's 10,000 years away. As we pan back to the present, you, you're leaning on the fence, sweat dripping off you. Your like sandals are claggy through the amount of sweat which is puddled into your little leather sandals. As uh, you, you feel something at the small of your back, as uh, the woman's come out and she's leaning on the fence, she's like, oh, I can't thank you enough. I'm going to be like, hey, don't mention it. As I said, the gods told me. It wasn't about me. If anything, I'm not keen on you. <laughs> That's fine. I don't, I don't need you. I'm an independent lady. No. I raise these children on my own. Well, that was very commendable. Not even sure who their dad is, quite frankly. doesn't matter. She, look, she looks at the pumpkin. She's like, well, it killed you with a bit of fucking diversity. I've been like, again... Rude, okay? And you know what? To make up for lost spells, lost spells used, I'd like to use command. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> oh, sweet fucking Jesus. And you, she's lucky I've not used something worse. <laughs> oh, no. I am tired of this NPC talking to me, and I'd like to cast uh, Flea. <laughs> 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 the light leaving AJ's eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I said what I said. <laughs> you commanded her to flee. Yeah. I want her to stop talking to me, and I'd like <laughs> her to run into the woods. <laughs> Aerosolulus grows weary. Of yeah, that. basically. I give her pumpkins. She gives me shit. I want to cast flee. Okay. As as the glazed look on her face, what goes for what was vitriol a moment ago is turned into a glazed look of confusion as she suddenly almost like her muscles moving against her own will like hoiks up her her um, simple hessian i mean it only skirt. it only lasts for one turn so she's going to spend 6 seconds <laughs> running into the running into the forest and then be like wait what the fuck as you see her flee into the woods like you just hear the undergrowth as you see her she almost like jesus runs across the surface of the river she's going so quickly <laughs> her sandals slapping on the surface of the water like a basilisk lizard as she hails across the water uh you go back into the cottage yeah i do i'm gonna go for a lie down I, I know it only lasts a few like one turn but i was done with that conversation so i got what i needed i'm off you go back into the cottage, you get into bed where you find the goat, the pygmy goat that Maud had brought with her as uh, you get into. Cool. I want to be the little spoon and the goat is the big spoon. Thank you. So That's you actually, Maud, Maud is looking at you from across the room. Maud's locked eyes with you. She's like, you fuck my goat. And, you know. Problems. That shit happened. Problems. Yeah. Truly, this is the only companion that Aristobulus needs. You know, he's had so many sexual partners that at this point he's bored of sexual relations. Now he just wants to be friends with a yeah, girl. Yeah, it's a platonic challenge. Let's be clear, it is just friends. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be careful. Goats will eat anything. Yeah. He's speaking from experience? There's, there's, I don't remember. Yeah. Again. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. We've established you've gone on some pretty strange uh, family holidays as a child with those donkeys on the beach. So let's let's move on. Ah, oh, it's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those petting zoos are weird, too. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I always wanted to open a heavy petting zoo. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. There's clubs like that in Berlin. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Benidorm. (laughs) In Barnsley. Ah, Barnsley, twinned with Benidorm. Right. 
Tati, you are scheming. You're looking at the book that you got from the priestess uh, in Port Zoon. You're looking uh, through it. You, I think you know that it's Hogglehole, which is the cave Hogglehole. that you need to go to. Is your your you and uh, Belsia are scheming and planning. You're about to ask the lady what's going on, but you realise she's gone. She's not there anymore. And as you look around, you see her stomping back from the woods, a furious look on her face as she's covered in, like, scratches from brambles and she's got bits of, like, tumbleweed in her hair and stuff. Um, She's got mud all all up her shins. And she just, like, bursts through the door, looks at you, looks at Aristobulus in bed with a goat. And she walks over to you, uh, Tatty, and she's like, it is time you leave. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, this is, this is your, this is your house. We're quite happy to leave. We were just going, we were just about to ask if, um, if you could point us in the direction of, of, do I have a map or something with Hoggle Hole on it? Or would it literally be like, no, you would know it's on the, from the directions yeah. that the priestess gave yeah. me. I would probably, I mean, obviously not knowing what Aristobulus has done. I would probably mention just the vague directions that we have to Hoggle Hole and say, um, if you have anything more specific that you can give us, that would be really helpful. But we're quite happy to get out of your out of your hair. She, uh, you see her whilst she's talking. She she's got a particularly nasty rash going up one leg from poisoned ivy, as uh, she's clearly in some degree of discomfort. As she's like, if I agree to help you, will you leave and never come back? Yeah, well, that's absolutely fine. I, I interject and say, would it be too much to ask for some breakfast before we go? Oh no! Oh no! No! Well, we'll we'll help. She looks at you with the most like shit-eating kind of glare that you've ever seen. As um, the child uh, Penthe walks up to her and tugs on her sleeve, she's like, "Mummy, why are you so filthy?" She looks down at the child. She's like, "Child, not now." As she looks back at Belsia, she's like, "I will give you." A pork sandwich as she holds up her yes. fist and is like, You wouldn't leave oh. now. <laughs> of course. I have spent 10 years cultivating that garden, and in the space of one evening, you have fucked it up. She's got pumpkins. What more does she want? Rude. I love the idea that Aristobulus is not getting up from the bed to say this. Just has like <laughs> legs wrapped around him and just like, You've got pumpkins. What more do you, you want? She is now a pumpkin farmer. I've given her agriculture. I gave her a trade. I've given her so much in the space of like 10 minutes. I broke a light sweat and I'm feeling very, very underappreciated for it. What are you, the Roman Empire? Yeah, let, what uh, more do you want? Do you know, I, I'd argue I've done more in five minutes than they ever did. Right. St- yeah, statistically. Yeah. Statistically. Can I start to, like, tell, tell people to start, like, getting their shit together? Um, As you all start gathering stuff up, you see Maud going around just taking stuff out of drawers. As uh, no, you, no, uh, come on. Um, as as you go to make your your way out, um, Belsiar, Sarah, this time tugs on your sleeve. And she's like, "I'm sad you're leaving." I'm sad too. I'm sad we're not getting any breakfast. <laughs> you see her hand reach up to yours. 
and uh, as you're, she goes to give you a little handshake, you feel something in her hand. She's handed you a very dry bit of bread and some bacon. Oh, sweet! I'm I'm absolutely touched. But I say I'm I'm Croco Jewish. I can't eat can't eat bacon. I'm sorry. I'll take Cannon. the bread. Canon forever. You're Croco Jewish. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she looks at you as she munches on the bacon she's like that's really interesting and quite an interesting conversation to have to unpack how your culture has come to the conclusion that one meat is unclean i'm not against it i just don't understand it and maybe if we had more time you could unpack it and explain it to me so that i was more enlightened rather than judgmental but unfortunately you've got to go so take the bread and leave as I'm going out the door, it's like, it's not that I don't believe Croco Jesus existed. <laughs> I just don't think he was the Croco Messiah. <laughs> As you walk out the door, she just waves at you whilst nibbling on bacon. Uh, I'm going to, um, as I'm on the way out, I'm going to, um, I, I imagine that um, Alithia has given us all fairly dirty looks at this point. I'm going to just take out like five gold and just leave it on the counter. I, and just say for, for for the trouble. She uh, she walks up to you and crouches down, and she says, "You've come into my life at a bad time. You've not made life easier. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice, <laughs> but she's like genuinely thank you for the gold. I will put it to good use." As you see her pull a chest out from underneath the bed that's wrapped in fur, as she opens it up and adds. What scant saving she has, she adds um, She adds the gold to, and she's thankful. Um, she gives you directions in as much as she can tell you. She doesn't know where Hoggle Hole is, but she can tell you where the coastline is, and she sets you mm. off in that direction as you set off through the woods. Yeah. Um, so did we... Uh, after the fight, did you say that we had, we had enough time there to get a short Absolutely. rest? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm going to just roll some hit dice because um, I am short on health and so is Barbara. Nice. Uh, whilst the hit house is going on, Aristopolis, you feel the sun kind of like blotted out. As you look behind you, Hanash is much taller than you. He's almost eclipsing the sun. As he like reaches over, you see in his hand he's got half a tooth. He's managed to like chip his front tooth as he's like, I saw you um, healing those pumpkins. You think you could heal my mouth? Yeah, go on then. One for the homies. Uh, can I class mending? Does that work for him? I said, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll yeah. just give him a cheeky little cantrip go then. You give him a little thing and his tooth, he's got one, he's now got one clean tooth. All of his teeth are kind of like yellowed out and kind of, you know, through staining and food and abuse as he's got one perfectly white tooth. Looks like he went to Turkey to get it done. <laughs> like, you know, proper, proper kind of fucking... Bit of liposuction while he's there, you know. <laughs> You just fix one moob. He's got one particularly like ripped chest pectoral. He's got one saggy. Oh yeah, that's not canon. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> He's writing it down. Saggy, you need it. Unit it. Right as you set off into the woodland, uh, you leave the clearing. As you look back one last time, you see the bodies of the orcs washed up on the shoreline. You see the tumble-down side of the cliff face scattered around it are fresh, healthy-looking pumpkins. As you look back, you just see the two children sitting on the fence at the edge of the cottage, just waving you off. 
I'm going to flip the mum off a bit, just so you know. Like, I'm just going to, just, just, <laughs> just a, like, really low key. You might not see me, but I'm flipping her off a little bit. <laughs> make me a charisma check. Oh, like, yeah. Make me a, a straight up. Because it's quite difficult at that range to differentiate between the children and the mum. Yeah. I mean, from their point of view. Do do I strike you as a character that cares? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What am I looking for? Charisma. Oh, I'm very charismatic. I've got freaking plus five, baby. Oh, 22. 22, yeah. So you, you basically you do an amazing thing where you sort of like give the kids a thumbs up and sort of like turn it into like a middle finger sideways, like a corkscrew. <laughs> as uh, as uh, the little kid, as, as the, the, the mum's leaning on the fence with a shovel and the kids are sitting on the fence as Penpei turns to her arms like, I'm going to miss them. <laughs> as the mother was like, we will never speak of these people again. Ah, now get the shovel. As yeah. she's like, Pente, you take the hands. Sarah, you take the legs. As she gets them to like drag an orc into the river and kind of sling him in. Every time they have pumpkin soup, she'll think of me. And she's going to be in a lot of pumpkin soup. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so you head, into, you head into the woodlands. What are you doing? Can I... Um, using the using the understanding that we got from the priestess and yeah. the um, little bits that we got from Alithia, can I make like a survival check or something just to see if I can ascertain the best way through the woodlands? Oh, I see. Um, well, I mean, I think from the, in, in terms of the... I'd make a nature check for the woodland and I'd do it with advantage because you were some sort of ro- ranger at some point. Um... Uh... That is a 17. 17, yeah. I mean, you're finding the best way through the shrubland. As much as there's no path the way you're heading, you're, you're going as the crow flies, you find the gaps between the trees and the bushes, often following paths that are, uh, are well walked by animals. You can sense, you know, the, the, the routes that the deer and the monkjacks and the rabbits and things like that take. Uh, being low to the ground yourself, you direct the group through the woodland um every so often you get a bit of a your spidey senses go off you think you're being watched but if you look around using all of your hunting skills you cannot ascertain what it is that is watching you you need you see no signs of life you see no indication of anyone having come this way that was not an animal uh, but you have a horrible kind of prickly like the skin on the back of your neck is can i Check in with Barbara and just see um, see if she is aware of anything. Maybe it's just like that feeling that she gets when she looks like she wants to go for a hunt or something, or if she or if she needs a big shit. Basically, yeah. Um, or if she can like smell something or hear something. I'll I might just I don't know. Should I do like should I do like a perception check for her, or do you want me to do like animal handling or something? You you can talk to her, can't you? Uh, I can, yes. That's a good... Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, we got long rest, didn't we? Yeah, I can do that. Um, yes, I will speak to Barbara. Um, I'll just, like, lean down and just, like, scratch her under the chin and, um, and say, uh, my... Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like something's... I feel like something's out there watching us. I don't know if you... I don't know if you can smell anything. Or hear anything. Do you know what? They're fucking kids. 
One of them rubbed jam into my eye, and the other one tried to finger my bum hole. Right now, my senses are well off. Yeah, sorry about that. I thought, I thought maybe if they if they weren't such little shits, then you might have had fun with them. No, like a little break. They were like fucking tapas, as far as I was concerned. I was going to eat the little shits. Yeah, I didn't expect them all to be fucking. Oh, that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. You crossed the line there. As, as uh, she, she's like, listen, I've had a real bad twenty-four hours. All right, I have been fucking penetrated more times in the last twenty-four hours than I care to remember. I. That's feel just a Friday for you, like isn't a fucking it? Fucking pincushion. <laughs> what I don't need is some little shit rubbing raspberry seeded jam into my eye sockets. <laughs> Can I try and can I try and help her out in the same way that I help Winston out when he's got fucking gunk in his eye? Can I like oh. just like get a, get a bit of a rag or something and just try and help her Actually out? Get some puddle water and a rat and take your sock off. I love Barbara. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> some rubbing up. Give her fucking pink eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. As you irrigate, you take your water flask, you tilt her head back. She's quite placid as you know, she trusts you. As you manage to irrigate some of the worst raspberry seeds out of her eye cavity, um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, much obliged. Seriously, I've never been one for children. I made my choices at a young age. Didn't want to get penned down. I mean, at least not in that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you are! A I'm, I'm making sexual a sexual banter, sexual joke with my with you my fucking wolf. I love. It. I thought you had a bit of chemistry uh, with that lady back there. Pardon? I thought you could have had a bit of chemistry with that lady back there. No, she's uh, she's not really my type. What pretty? <laughs> Jesus, what like what? What is your type? Never seen you. you know, Jesus, that's a whole deeper question, and we don't have time for right now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. to answer your question before your magic wears off, as she uses inverted pause, she's like, um, <laughs> no, I don't sense anything. All I can smell is that fucking priest behind me. Yeah. Uh... It smells like a sausage that's been behind a radiator for a month. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. I uh, obviously can't. I can't oh. speak her her native of the tongue, so I imagine I'm just ha- placidly walking, quite happy, quite unaware. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You got, you you've lifted up your robes. You're stepping over brambles as your Jesus creepers crunch through the leaves. Jesus creepers. Uh, <laughs> um, right, yeah. Barbara's like, yeah, magic's running. Bit like, do you remember in the 1990s when you like had to put 10 p's in a telephone and it gave you like warning? It's like your credit is about to run out. Yeah, um, yeah, the 10 minutes is almost up. Yeah, Barbara, yeah, yeah. Barbara, <laughs> like a weird kind of voice comes over Barbara. She's like, your spell is about to run out. Please insert your more spells. Your spell, thoughts. speak with animals, is about to end. <laughs> please, please, please use another. First level spell slot <laughs> to continue. Not in that really shitty uh, composite way. I was like, please insert one more <laughs> spell slot <laughs> to carry on speaking with Barbara. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you basically worked out from that hideous montage that uh, Barbara doesn't sense whatever the fuck you're sensing. Yeah. She has many senses, just- but she is not aware that anything is stalking you through the undergrowth. I just give her another, like, couple of chin scratches, and just before the spell ends, I just say, um, 
yeah, maybe just take it easy for now. Don't. I was going to ask if you wanted to, if you wanted to push out beyond the group a little bit and maybe do a bit of hunting. But if if you're not in a good way, I'm not going to. I'm going to force you. She's like, oh, I'm not going to like a murder a fucking takeaway right now. Yeah, I feel that. Um, we'll see what's we'll see what's on Just Eat on the way to Hoggle Hole. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant! Yeah, I love a lambuna. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the kind of spell drops. So she's like. Just goes back, like, you know, just glitching through the undergrowth. So to cut a long story short, you're heading as the crow flies. It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. You are a tracker. You're making the most of it. You somehow manage to keep all the Scooby gang together. Occasionally, you cross a path that, you know, is literally going at right angles across you, but you know the direction you need to stick to. As you come out of the woods for the first time, you come out and the landscape opens up as you see grasslands and tundra in front of you. Hmm. Can we see the Can we see the coastline from here, or is this like above the? No, you're the, above at the moment. Oh, okay. But you still know the direction you're traveling in. Yeah, I guess we um, we carry on carry on going and look out for look out for a massive cliff edge or something like that. So you just want to go as the crow flies? Uh, yeah. I mean, you I mean for the for the sake of storyline, for the sake of getting this shit going, you just religiously walk. Like with your compass, you just keep walking in a straight line. Occasionally, you have to go round things. You go past an hamlet. You go past, like, a graveyard. Uh, you go past all sorts of different things. As finally, in the distance, in that weird kind of fucking way when you're driving to the sea, the sea kind of very gradually, it's not like a kind of thing. You're just suddenly aware out of the mist that the sea is, like, on the horizon. As uh, you come closer and closer and closer and closer and closer, you're at the top of a set of cliffs. So you suddenly become aware that you're on a much higher kind of thing. As you make it to the edge of the cliff, there's nothing actually at the cliffs. You're not near a town. You're not near any kind of civilization or road. And as you look down, there's a good, like, 80 or 90 feet of sheer cliff onto a shingle beach. The most disappointing kind of beach if you're a child. A shingle beach. Almost as disappointing as just a beach full of heroin needles. Or a beach with no donkeys. Yeah, there are no donkeys. Mm. But yeah, you... Uh, or the donkeys uh, that ride you. Or donkeys on heroin that ride you. Donkeys. Donkeys. There you go. Very sorry. Very sorry. Right. Apologise profusely. Uh, right. Yeah, as you're, you're on the cliff edge, you know, it's, it's, get, it's a wee bit misty and, you know, you're a good 80, 90 feet up in the air. I'm not going to guarantee how fucking safe this cliff is, you know, like it's it's not some national trust thing with a hand railing and, you know, it's been reinforced by concrete. This is not the White Cliffs of Dover. This is just a fucking cliff cliff. Like, um, as you look out onto the sea, that kind of weird thing where like, you look at the sea for a while and it's majestic and you can see the waves crashing in on the shore and then you start seeing, you know, those little things. After a while, your eyes are accustomed to the waters, and you're suddenly like, oh, yeah, there's a fucking fishing boat out there. And someone's like, where's the fishing boat? And all of you are like, oh, it's a, yeah, yeah. Like, they, you know, little boats on the sea doing their things, uh, doing boaty things. And, uh, yeah, you see the kind of white spume, flume, there's a word in there somewhere, of the waves crashing, you know, the kind of frothy waves hitting. hitting the, the jizz of the waves. The jizz of the waves, yeah. Just say jizz, AJ. We know you want to say it. What? A, fo- a foamy, jizz. A frothy, foamy kind of head 
that just kind of like Jeez, yeah. ejaculate out of the ocean. Uh, yeah, like you know, it's the, the, the only organically thing you can actually really see are little like clumps and fronds of seaweed that have been washed up onto the shore. But there's you know real freshness after the woods and you know everything. You know, there's this beautiful. You know, when you're at the seaside, the kind of you know salty, briny air is quite refreshing, really. Um, yeah, but nothing you can really see to get down. But you're up there, ninety feet in the air. Okay, is there also oh, just for the sake of narrative? I'm not saying you're at Hoggle Hole. I'm saying you're at the seaside. You're at the coast, rather. Seaside kind of, when you say seaside, it kind of like endears thoughts of kind of like ice cream vans in a car park and, you know, like little wooden huts along the beachfront and deck chairs. Not that. This is a completely empty cliff with nothing but shingle, rocks, and the sea. The ocean large in front of you. Yeah. Seagulls. Seagulls above Okay. okay. Alright. Okay. Okay. Can I can I just can I take a look around to see if there is a if there's an area of the cliff that's slightly less sheer? Um just to see if there could be an easier way down. Um I mean it's not there's not it's not like you're on top of a fucking pyramid, you know, like anything that's gonna move around. As you look up and down the headland you know, it undulates a little bit. It goes up, it goes down. As you don't see it suddenly descend down on either side. Not, I mean, not within vision. I mean, you can see quite far down the coast in both directions. You know, I couldn't tell you exactly how far, but probably a good mile or two. Mm. Okay. There's a brisk wind coming off, as there always is, off the sea. You know, there's a there's a brisk wind coming in off the coast, which is whipping past you. But it's a nice day. It's not a nasty day. You get the feeling the weather could turn. But, you know, it's a nice day. There's not too many clouds in the sky. There's nice azure blue clouds. Feel the sun beating down on you. And we're... Do you say that we are kind of, like, looking over the edge of this, like, sheer cliffside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are, we, are we stuck... You can go left, you can go right, you can go back the way you came. Like, you know, you can walk. You can walk along a cliff edge if you really want to. You also, you also don't know which way Hoggle Hole is, as far as you know. You're just out the fucking coast. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of: is there an easier way to? Is there is there an easier way that we could get down, other than having moored wild shape into something that, that can fly us that down? That was my suggestion. Like, could she be a huge freaking bird that could just take us down? Hmm. I've got my I've got my slippers as well that can ah, adhere to slips off the cliff. It work. Could work. We can all hang on. How many of us are there? Five. Five. Okay, carried up. I don't remember you before. Um, <laughs> Kenku shows up again. Yeah. Ah, the Kenku. We can all fly down. Can you cast it like on everyone? Um, I've got just enough. If you want to use your spider boots to walk down, and Hanash is probably sturdy enough to survive the fall. <laughs> Just here. Uh, I can cast it up to one, two, three, four, five times. We can all fly down. Sweet. Is it, wait, is, is fly a concentration spell? Because I think if you can. Yeah, we probably have to do it like one by one. Oh, yeah. Unless you fly down and carry me down, that could. Oh well, yeah, I thought that. I thought that was my original thought. I can just grab yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so who are the five? But yeah, you could... so there's Tati, Aristobulus, Belsia, Maud, Hanash. Um, 
Barbara. Barbara can ride on Hanash's shoulders. Okay. Tati can ride on Barbara's shoulders. Yeah. Um, so I think as long as you as long as you cast it on someone and you and you stay behind basically to be like the last one. Yeah. Like it'd be pretty bad if you just cast it on yourself and flew down and then we were all like <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, It'd be amazing if he was casting it on you and a seagull attacked him and he turned to swap the seagull away. Concentration <laughs> broke and he was, ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Or accidentally, accidentally cast it on the seagull. Ooh, double fly. <laughs> For shits and giggles, yeah. Can I roll to see if I successfully concentrate? No. Please no. Please, <laughs> please no. Although we'll, there should we'll be a, There should... D&D character who has uh, ADHD, whenever you cast a concentration... Spell, you have to roll mm, a d6 mm-hmm. to see if you can succeed not getting distracted so by something shiny. That's the way of things, is it? That's how you want to do things. You're going to slowly lower people down, sometimes in doublet. One of you is going to carry Tatty, one of you is going to carry Barbara. Yeah. I think, yeah. That, I think that should work. Um, Let's do it. I think, I think if, if Hanash carries Barbara... And LCR carries me, so we're the last ones to go down. That should work. So that's, that's four uses in total, so that's all my sorcery points go. Okay. So that's what cool. you want to do, do you? Slowly lowering yourself down. Who's carrying Patty? I'll carry Tessie. Okay. So you're so we'll go last. Those two will go last. Okay. Yeah. First of all, Aristobulus, you are lowered down as you, almost like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you step off into the void very tentatively. As your feet just step onto air, as you realize you can fly. It's a beautiful moment. It almost moves me to the point of music. I, I mean, and it's good that my inventory is pretty full of good stuff right now. So as I'm slowly lowered, I break out the flute. What do I play? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yep. That's terrifying. It's really soothing. It's really something. Cinematic is a, is a word. <laughs> so what we're saying yeah. basically is, as Aristobulus is lowered down through the power of magic, you see him floating down through the breeze, through the air, as he whips out his flute and starts serenading the very air and the ocean itself with a moving song that brings blood to your ears. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, as he goes, it disturbs a flock of seagulls uh, who instantly start circling around Belsiar, combatively chattering <laughs> at um, Belsiar, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay, no problem. Fourteen. So basically, as the seagulls circle around you, you just see them dive-bombing you, shitting at you. Like, one hits you straight across the side of the face like an eggy sucker punch as uh, you're just kind of like, like a, like, you know, you look, you look like a decorated radio as you're kind of like pebble-dashed with white fluid. As um, you suddenly lose your concentration, Aristobulus, as you suddenly fall out of the air, as you're like, ah! As somehow you manage to scare the birds off using thaumaturgy and flames, you manage to grab the concentration. As Aristobulus, you suddenly stop like six foot above the ground, just as you're about to impact. You slowly float back down to the ground. As the camera pans back to the crocoborn, 
who's like scooping bird shit out of his long croco beak as he's like, why not feeling it? There's so much surface area as well for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your head's so big. <laughs> it's a little bit like Pearl Harbor or battleships. You know, like you're, you're just like, sort of going down your deck, just bombing you, like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> just like, yeah. just you, You've got, like, incremental little pegs of shit going down your long crocodile nose. Um, yeah, Aristobulus, your feet touch the ground. It's quite... It's quite slick and wet and kind of seaweedy and briny down there. Right, who's going next? Um, I guess Maud. Maud. Maud's like, I, I don't travel well. Like, I'm not a flyer. She looks at you, she grabs you by the lapel. She's like, do not fuck about. Eat bird shit if it comes to it. Can't you turn into a parachute or something? I think she can She can turn into an animal, but I don't think she can turn into something that can fly yet. As you say that, she grabs you by your lapels, pulls you in closer. She's like, can't you turn into the hero that we need? <laughs> that's, that's quite moving. I like that. I am the hero that we need. Right. Thank you. So strap on your big boy pants and sort this as she just turns and runs and leaps off the cliff. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Wait, I've still got 30 seconds left. <laughs> as you as you run to the you run to the edge and watch her plummeting as you watch your little like recharge bar you, you, you just about get there before she hits the deck you, please you... insert one more sorcery point to cast fly yeah as uh, Aristobulus flinches as she just starts floating down just above him as you both sort of land next to each other right who's going next um, Hanash and Lady Barbara. I'm going to just give her a couple of chin scratches and just just tell her to to jump up into Hanash's arms. And if she jumps up into Hanash's arms. He starts sneezing, and he's like, <laughs> "Never told you, but I think I might be allergic to bugs." <laughs> uh, he looks at you. He gives you the knowing. He trusts you, Belsia. He trusts you as he very tentatively walks off the edge and floats his way down. I turn to Tati and I say, does he have a broomstick now? I don't think he was very good at it. He's still, got like, he's still got like a black eye and like a broken ankle and stuff. Yeah. yeah In yeah, fact, yeah. he was the one that caused most of the damage to yeah. the, outside of that. that yeah, uh, this would be a different scenario had he actually been here this week. He might have actually earned the broomstick, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to force the storyline. Um, right, who's going next? Who's going next? Who's going next? It's just me and Belsia, isn't it? Yeah, I put Tatty on my shoulders. Just as Tatty, you go up on his shoulders as you get to the edge. Tatty, you feel a little prickling in your neck. You feel that kind of, like, sensation. This time it's actually Gaspar, the spider, as he's like, <laughs> I do not want to make a big scene out of this, but uh, I am not uh, big on flying. Well, we're going for a fly. It's the quickest way down to the, down to the coastline, so... And plus, we're like eighty percent of the way through this plan right now. So you never asked for my help during uh, the fight. You never once said, "Gaspard, would you mind breaking off a foot and beating the shit out of one of these greenskins?" That did not happen. And uh, I mean, like maybe next time you ask. I thought I thought you would. I thought you were still angry about being left in in the backpack. So you thought maybe you leave me in the backpack a bit longer <laughs> to teach me a lesson. I see. Very funny. <laughs> I've laid eggs in your backpack, motherfucker. <laughs> and also, we and also we were being attacked. I I thought if I took you out of the backpack, you would have been more annoyed. 
Jesus Christ, this is some weird-ass partnership. As uh, he crawls back into the bag, weirdly at this point, there's a flurry of feathers as Cato the bird explodes out of um, out of Belsiar's satchel. As he's like, do not try and emasculate me by making me fly with you. I am perfectly capable of attempting to fly myself. Okay. And I, I think I can't remember. He, no, he can fly. Not very well. So as you flow down, he goes down. Like, do you know like those little um, helicopter seed pods? He basically <laughs> sort of comes down like a sort of whirly gig. He's like, woo, 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 as he comes down as he's like, doing it my way. He literally sings that on his way down. I did it As he goes down. As you all stand on the bottom of... You've made it down to the foot of the cliff. As you look back up, you look up at the 90 sort of feet of cliff. And, you know, it's not a smooth cliff. It's not like looking up at sort of, you know, building. The cliff bulges and swerves with various rocks sticking out of the side of the earth that's impacted on the edge. Occasionally you see bits of rock fall down. You look out, you see the tide, which is sort of washing against the stones, flicking up froth. You look down at your feet, yeah, you see the briny seaweed and occasionally the kind of like rotten fish head that's been left by fishermen. It's at that point that we're going to take a very quick drinks, refresh and toilet break and we will pick up with the storyline in five minutes. Right, so... Cat hair everywhere now. Standard. Imagine every morning you eat a croissant with your espresso and you just pull all the like cat hair out of your mouth. You're like, top of your coffee is just like. It's just a light patina of, of, of cat hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off and away. Right. Oakley, fucking Oakley. Let's pick up where we left off. You are on the beachhead. You know, like it's a shingle rock beach. It's it's not it's not a nasty day. You know, it's quite it's quite nice. Visibility is quite good out at sea. You see various fishermen going across the headland. Uh, looking back above you, you see the eighty or ninety foot cliff towering over the top of you. As you look up to the enormity at the top of the cliff, it's only now that you notice for the first time that you forgot Marvin the goat. As you see a little goat head peeking over the top, as you hear a little <laughs> as Maud turns to Belsia, it's like, "You are a cunt." Did you did you remember he was up there? Can we say that she carried him down? He's a goat; he can walk down. Oh yeah, actually, that's a good point. Is he a mountain goat? All goats are mountain goats. Mountain okay. goats are great. You want that. to do that? You want to do that? As you are like, come on, Marvin. As Marvin, right? Let's get the stats. Let's get the fucking D and D stats for a goat. No, Maud carried him down. No, 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 no. I want to. No, I want to. I want to. You, you kill Marvin. This is why I said Maud carried him down. It's too late for that now. We gotta, we gotta roll the dice. The goat. I, we, we all, we all tried, Chan. Even, even Winston tried to talk AJ around. But he wasn't having any of it. At the start of this episode, AJ looked directly into camera and said, I'm going to kill that fucking goat. And then when Aristobius has a little snuggle with him, he was like, I'm definitely going to kill that goat. Bonding, attachment, not in my fucking game. No, thank you. Okay, goat, medium beast, unaligned. Armor class, 10. <laughs> hit points, 1d8. Wow. Right, come on then, he's got 1d8 hit points. Let's roll the dice. 
Everyone, everyone knows goats are chaotic neutral. Let's roll for the 1d8. We're going to get out the dice. We're rolling. Is everyone ready? One. Mm-hmm. He's, a very, he's a very, very poorly goat. <laughs> there you go. No. That's the proof. He's a very sickly goat. He's had a bad no. life. He's got one hoof in the grave. No. As uh, she, everyone's like, come on, Marvin. As he goes to the edge, he's like, yeah. He's, 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 sort of, he's snow blind in one eye. And one of his horns is a bit wonky. You know, like, it's like, like a TV aerial. Trying to, and um, passive perception 10. He's probably not even realized there's a cliff edge there. Um, oh, he's sure-footed. That's good. He's got, he's got advantage on strength and dexterity saving throws made against... Effects. Good, 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 good. Okay. So Marvin's coming to the edge of the 90 foot cliff as you all stand below. Going, come on, Marvin. Come on, Marvin. As Marvin steps off onto the first little, you know, it's, it's possible you could come down. You know, you don't need rock climbing equipment. As Marvin has advantage on a dexterity saving throw, gets a 17. Marvin makes it one quarter of the way down onto a small kind of jutting protrusion out of the cliff as uh, everyone's like okay okay so you know marvin is about 60 foot above ground level now uh as maud turns to you balciar she's like if one hair on his cloven hoof is injured i will personally shapeshift you into a fucking amoeba <laughs> he'll be fine he's a go Goats love this kind of thing. As you just see here, he's a, he's, a, he's a cretinous goat. As you just see the little pygmy goats saying, <laughs> as he just sort of skitters around chasing seagulls. <laughs> as, as everyone knows, they're going to make his way down onto the next little landing now. As he steps no. off into thin air, you see Marvin tumbling through the air like a pinwheel as he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! Chris is wholly unmoved by this entire um, thing. He's like, I'm, I'm having no part. We told you what we wanted to do. This is all you. Chris is having no part of this. Chris is just thinking about how furious Maud will be if, if. I've already, I've already made my disclaimer. If I can, if I can, uh, go up. I don't know. It'd probably only be like twenty feet or something. Um, with the spider climbing boots to try and lessen his fall a little bit. I just, want to see a, I just want to see a goat plow through a, a gnome, just the terminal velocity of a goat impacting onto a gnome from 60 feet. Uh, come on, come on, what do you got? Ice knife? <laughs> mm. Is he, has he hit the ground? No, he's falling through the air. Um, You've got options. I mean, do we, though? Do we have options, or shall we just see what happens and deal with the con- consequences? Do we want goat stew today? <laughs> that's... That's what it comes down to, because we didn't get... Belsia didn't get breakfast, and although Belsia loves animals... He will get... He also loves goats. Get hangry. I do have spare the dying as a cantrip, and I also... We could stabilise him, <laughs> or I do, out of morbid curiosity, have the um, enchanted shovel, where if I bury something... A little, a, a little funky, funky something happens the next day. So, I'm not going to lie. I would like to see the tide go out on this beach, and there to be a, a reanimated goat. That does sound great. In terms, try, and, try and bury it. Try and bury it under shingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next day, see it just like. like I, I would like to see it reemerge. I'm not going to lie, but as he's not even dead yet, 
maybe I'm just going some weird like Night of the Living Dead shit where it's just like <laughs> the hand, the classic like hand poked out of the grave, but it's a fucking it's a little hoof, and then and then the horns. Yeah. <laughs> it'd look, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be the poster of this weird little episode. Uh, but yeah, uh, as none of you are clearly going to look out for the goat's best interest as it falls, I said I was running up the cliff. Wait, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Try and catch it. Oh. I've only got, like, I know it's a cantrip. Maud looks at it with pure vitriol. Pure vitriol in Maud's eyes as she's like, fuck it, I will take matters into my own hands. As you see her wild shape into a majestic eagle as she soars to the sky, snatching the goat up in her talons. She glides around, positioning him on the floor. The absolute scared-looking cretinous goat, which is currently now got like a 20 foot kind of great eagle not 20 foot that's 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 large even by great eagle standards that's a pterodactyl uh the wingspan of the great eagle is is many feet across as uh you just see an you see an angry looking eagle looking at you with its wings almost embracing a pygmy goat in our defense she was the only one who could have done something she can literally shapeshift i don't feel like we're the bastards here you know she should have brought him down in the first place well, that's fine. We got ourselves out of a dogmatic issue. That's well, not, not, not the right word to use. The outcome is the same. You're on the ground floor. This time you've got a pygmy goat and one of you is shapeshifted into an eagle. Otherwise, everything is the same. Just another day on the beach. Just another day. Just another day of the Krungfuckers. Should we uh, head on then? Do we head on in a general direction? Uh, yeah, I'm going to look out for any... Uh, if I can see where the tide is coming in, if I can see if there's any kind of like signs of an inlet or something of like an entrance to like a a cove or something, um, I'll see if I can if I can scope that out. So the also the fishermen and the other other NPCs that are around are they over sixty foot away or would you say they're close better than that? Uh, that's a very good, uh, I, I would say at least one of them is within 60 foot. You see a very confused looking father and son fisherman who are both standing on the edge of their small fishing boat, their jaws aghast as they've just seen a woman turn into a, well, first of all, they saw a bunch of people float down from the heavens and then one of them transformed into an mm. eagle. And thus mythology was born. <laughs> as you, you see the, the son going, is that a god? Well, he'd be right. And also, I don't know about you two, because Tatty's got a great idea of looking for coats. Meanwhile, use another command, make some friends, bring them over. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's your one-word command? Friend. No, <laughs> no clever clogs. If you read it, Fisherman you can suggest friend. it. Approach. Oh, mm. oh that's nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. As a glazed look come over the father and son duo, they pull in their nets prematurely. There's loads of, you know, they haven't got a full catch, but they've got little fish flapping around in the, like, bottom of their boat as they just kind of slowly bring themselves in. Um, you see them ground onto the edge of the beach off where the tide is coming in as they both kind of hop off with a sort of nebbish look on their face with a waxy grin as you just see the father be like, Hooray! Nice to meet you. You're not from round here, are you? Nice eagle. <laughs> I knew they'd be Cornish. Um, I might pass over the in- uh, interrogation aspect to Tatty as he's the information gatherer. <laughs> I'm just going to maybe nod, nod, him, uh, yeah. nod him over. As he come over, I'll look at Tatty like, yes, yes, over to you. 
Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say, uh, yeah, um, we're uh, we're on the lookout for some caves along the coast out here. We were hoping that if you have a bit more knowledge of the local area, that you'd be able to help us out. Well, that's lucky, isn't it? I grew up around here, and now my little son's growing up around here. As you just see little boys like, all right, how you doing? Can I pet your eagle? Not a good idea. Okay. He's, he's, if you want to keep your fingers. Yeah, she's... Um, oh, it's a she. Yeah. Um, she's got a cloaca. Sorry. What is it with you and cloacas? <laughs> Sorry. As, um... Yep, as, as the man's like, all right, yeah, all right, go around here. All right, well, yeah, there are a few little caves, but I bet you were talking about Ogololol. That sounds like the right one. Oh, um, everyone played an Ogololol. It's dangerous. You don't want to fucking about an Ogololol, but I can, I can, you know, it's just around the coastland. And you can get around there and, you know, like, it's a good, it's a good, like, I don't know, half an hour down the coastland. But don't, don't be careful. Every, every par tells his son not to fuck about an Ogololol. Can I use comprehend languages to understand this? <laughs> I was about to say, the mix of the mix of the accent and AJ's terrible connection is like <laughs> I'm just listening for the intonations. How was the connection bad? <laughs> it was in and out. It's not too bad at the minute. They added to the uh... Yeah, Jesus Christ! As as Belsiar looks at him and in his mentor, which is just like uh, just like a Jawa, just being like, "What is it?" Belsiar's just like fucking Jawa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's he's basically like, all right, yeah, all right, you're in Ireland, yeah, all right, come from around here, oh yeah, grew up, oh yeah, my mar and pa met at a family reunion, oh yes, I did. <laughs> As he like takes off his shoes and shows you his webbed feet, he's like, I'm evolving, I'm better in the sea. Look at me, actually got fucking gills. I'm gonna I'm gonna just put my hand out and say, could you could you just point us in the direction of Hoggle Hole? Right, I mean, it's it's half an hour down the fucking cliff edge that way. He's like, I wish, all I want to be. I mean, he's 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 strongly motivated by magic. You get the look at the man that he's probably not very sociable when he's not being mind fucked. Uh, he's uh, got a number of shitty tattoos that look like they were done with a knitting needle and like you know like poster paint. Um, he, yeah, he, he's just really friendly. You can't get rid of him. He's like a nasty rash. He's like, oh, I'll come with you. Don't even charge. I'll give you a tour to cave. Okay. Yeah. Come with us. Show us the way to Hoggle Hole. All right. Do you know the way to Hoggle Hole? Please don't talk. <laughs> All right. Tell you- I feel like you're just milking me. Uh, he scoops you up in his arms. He's just so excitable. He's like, come on, let's go to Hoggle Hole. Has uh, he forgot about his son? Yeah, his son's just standing in the tide as the tide slowly <laughs> <laughs> rises. Extraordinarily passive little boy. <laughs> passive little boy. Ah! Like, I won't touch the eagle. I promise I won't touch the eagle. Well, what, what would you like me to do? Hmm. Come with us. We're going on an adventure. All right. As you see him, like just sort of doing breaststroke out of the sea. Like, Coming with you. As uh, you see Maud like take off and just start circling above you as a as an eagle, uh, yeah. I mean, for the sake of storyline, you make your way down the headland. There's not really a great deal of sea as you go down. The beach is much of a muchness. The um, 
the cliff edge waxes and wanes. It's, you know, kind of like like a wave, like a sinusoidal wave. It kind of, you know, sometimes nearer, sometimes further as it kind of meanders around the place. And finally, you make your way down. And the day's pushing on a bit at this point. You know, you, you set off from the cottage in the morning. We're now in sort of like middle afternoon as you make your way down. At some point, as you make your way, you see the cave. You see the beginnings of an inlet, as you say, as the sort of cliffs start coming in. And you see various kind of openings in the cliff face far away. And actually, weirdly, around here, you see more kind of wreckage, almost as if people kind of like have a rough time on rocks and things like that around here and shit floats in from the sea, washes up on the beach. Um, You, as you walk along, suddenly the man who was very, very compliant suddenly turns quite cold towards you. And suddenly the man's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I don't know, man. You tell me you started fucking following us when we said we were coming to Hoggle Hole. You you said you wanted to come with us, and you said you wanted to bring your son with us, which I found very strange. Um, you also tried to pick me up. I mean, I mean I you're I'm in his poor. arms. He's yeah, currently yeah, yeah. looking down at him, being swaddled <laughs> in his arms. He's like, all right, well, I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on quite strong medication. So uh, let's not talk about this. As he's like, Oscar, come on. He's like, we got a long way back to the boat. As uh, he looks suspiciously at the eagle and uh, just basically fucks off back up the beach. As Oscar turns and waves back at you all. I would like to flip off Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) With the same vigor I did earlier. It was a nice wave and then quickly just gradually (laughs) turns into a slow slow flip off. See, the problem with this Aristobulus is Oscar isn't properly socialized. He's home educated on a boat. So you give Oscar the middle finger and Oscar smiles and gives you the middle finger back, but then can't quite work out the kind of orientation of the middle finger as he sort of like points and just see him going off, just just practicing it. He's just like middle fingering porpoises. And then uh, good, good. We're sharing culture. We're sharing culture. The last you see him, he flips off his head and gets a rolling. Um, right, as you, yeah, you've made you've made your way to the inlet. You you can see the kind of openings of a cave network in front of you. Um, can I try and? Uh, is there? A, did you say there's only one? There's only one like way in. Um, you see. And then still about nine, you know, a bit bring with about seventy foot cliff face. There are various inlets and pockets. It's almost pockmarked, like you know, Edam cheese. But in terms of the ground floor, yeah, there's one clear kind of like through fair into thoroughfare, even into. I didn't just fist a cave. It's fine. This is a, this is an audio you medium. You one hundred percent did. I did. I saw it. Uh, I'll tell you, get dry rot. Um, you. Yeah, you see, that it's quite quite big, you know, about nine or ten feet high entranceway, um, dark. I mean, you're, you're still a way away from it. You're still 20 or 30 feet, but you can sort of see, for whatever reason, natural erosion, whether the rock here is limestone and it's slowly eroded, who is to say? But yes, there is indeed. 20 foot, the 20 foot, did you say? No, no, the entranceway is about eight or nine feet. Oh, okay. Uh, what's further than that? I walk. assume we're just going to walk through it. Mm. Yeah, we go up to the we go up to the entrance to the cave and um, see what we see on the outside. 
I mean, there's lots of shit. So, so as you've gone down the beach, closer and closer you've got, the more detritus you've seen on the beach. Everything and anything from broken bits of wood, uh, collections of weird groups of seashells almost collected within patterns. So, you know, like the spirally ones all together and the mollusk-type ones together. And then occasionally, like, bits of flotsam and jetsam from boats, bits of washed-up fabric that have snagged on rocks. Uh, and the occasional bones, but you can't really tell. I mean, the bones are so, like, bleached and washed about, you couldn't tell whether they were animal, vegetable, or mineral. Hang on, vegetables don't have bones. <laughs> you can't tell whether they're from a human or, or from an animal. Okay. And we're moving inward to the cave. You're, you're moving to the edge of the cave front. Yes, that's right. I want to set off running. I want to run into the cave, maybe doing a little cartwheel. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's about time. I've not done any acrobats yet, and I feel like, do you know what? We've just lost that absolute douche and his son. I feel like now's a good time to celebrate. I made it. <laughs> I, I played a little a little music on my way down. I need a little bit of a pick-me-up, and I think a little bit of parkour, you know? I think adventure's got me like, woo! I'm going to do a little cartwheel right into this cave of mystery, please. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, as you sort of come up uh, to the entrance of the cave, there's almost like, you know, a slow amble as you get towards it, as you're taking in the kind of um, grandeur of it all. It's, you know, it's a spectacle to behold. There are these little pockets of erosion across the height of the cliff face. As you look, the giddiness of the cleric as he skips around doing little cartwheels in his Jesus creepers. Uh, I need you to make me a acrobatics check. Not a problem. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, the first couple of cartwheels are pretty good, and then and then finally your palm goes down on a particularly sharp piece of shell, and you just kind of like tank it sideways into a rock pool. Um, Stand, you, you splash down. You splash down into the rock pool, and everyone looks is thrashing as Aristobulus comes back up with like. A lobster, kind of like attached to one nipple. Um, that was already there. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been. not now, Dennis. Wow, what are you doing? If you make it towards the entrance to Hoggle Hole, yay! Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I let Aristobulus run off a little bit in front and do some cartwheels and stuff. But I want to kind of get the lay of the. The lay of the land in the entrance way as we're walking in. So as you walk in, everything sort of comes in to a point as you make your way to the sort of central entrance way. The walls are worn. This isn't cut by human hands. This is a natural kind of worn cave network, worn by water traveling through it and probably wearing down limestone deposits, I would imagine. I'm no rock expert, but that's my shitty fantasy take on it. Um, but my point being, this doesn't look like a dwarf mine. This looks like a natural phenomenon. As you make your way in, it is dark inside. The same stones that are on the beach are kind of washed by the tide into the front of the cave thing. And inside it opens up the entranceway, kind of going to the left and the right. It opens up into a much larger atrium. You look up and you see above you um, the... Um, Roof of the cave is kind of pockmarked with various stalactites, um, and the and the and the floor has little kind of like um, 
pockets of rock pools where the tide comes in and then goes out but leaves little kind of like pockets of rock pools with various life teeming in it and the floor is just generally wet to the touch you know with seaweed etc and then occasionally the same sort of shit you know bits of fishermen's boats that have been smashed on the rocks have all washed in here you get a feeling some people come into this bit you know there's clearly signs of human activity you see like I mean, not Coke cans, but whatever the medi- whatever the kind of fantasy equivalent. I was about to say this is where you, this is where youths come to drink and smoke. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> very much the yes, that's very much well played. That's very much the kind of atmosphere I was going for. This is you know you see little little used fires that are burnt out where little pockets of people have clearly had an evening or something. Like that. Um. Yeah. If this seems like the if this seems especially if it looks like there's bits of like bottles and whatever just like strewn around it, I'm going to see if I can find an area that like pushes on deeper into the cave because it seems like this is an area where people would just hang out and do whatever. Yeah. Um, see if I can find a way deeper into the cave network. Uh, maybe an investigation check. Uh, nine. Nine. Um, using all of your skills or investigation. You look around, looking into the corners of the cave, um, looking for a way forward and beyond into the cave. Your attempts are partly hampered for your concern for Barbara because there's lots of broken glass from smashed bottles on the floor and you're concerned for her paws as you're trying to help her navigate her way around here without, you know, getting cut and grazed as, you know, bits of, Jagged green glass sticking out of rocks and stuff is not particularly conducive to happy pets. Um, that, uh, yeah, you you can't at first glance see anything. It's quite broad. It opens up from what's quite, you know, like maybe a six foot across. It opens up into a 30 or 40 foot almost like bolus, like circular round. There's no clear signs that you can see that anything leads off into a passageway in any direction. Well, it's funny you should say that you can't see. I've got a cantrip for light, so why don't I do that? Solid idea. I'm going to do that. So I can touch an object no um, larger than 10 feet in a, any sort of light dimension. So if I pick up like a massive rock, cast light, and then just launch it, that can last for one hour. Oh, Jesus. As you throw the rock deeper into the cave, everything brightens up. Everybody who's been, like, spent five or six minutes wandering around the dark, <laughs> shut, I'm blind! Like a fucking flare going up. I could have done it earlier, but I fell after doing a cartwheel. So I had a lobster on my tit that I had to get rid of. So, you know what I mean? It wasn't high priority. Like... No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You fling the lobster away off your nipple as the eagle kind of, like, a... And just kind of like devours it. Uh, she then starts regurgitating it into the goat's mouth, like a mother. Wow, like a mother bird. <laughs> I want I want to stand next to the goat as if to say, like, me next. <laughs> I didn't have breakfast either. Yeah. Semi digested fruit de mer is uh, kind of like <laughs> glooped into your uh, awesome. As Maud transforms, like some sort of fucking hideous John Carpenter-esque, like, the thing, you just see, like, everything, like, distort back in as she turns back into Maud form. She's like, that is the last time I will feed you. I will. And she just wipes uh, a bit of, like, 
like she wipes a bit of like seafood vomit off the corner of her mouth. Ah, I think I think it's a nice motherly thing. I like it. I like the weird weird dynamic we've got. <laughs> As even though I'm an elderly man. <laughs> She's like, you're not my fish, Daddy. Let's be quite clear about that. Right. I feel like I feel like she's my fish, Daddy. But okay. <laughs> there's, there's got to be a kind of like maritimey kind of. There's a joke in there somewhere. I can't. I can't. I can't find it. I'm tired. Right. Some people, some people like to be doms, and some people like to get slammed down big style. True. I, was going... <laughs> I thought you were going to make that a pun. Like some people like to be sub mariners. Uh, I don't like it nope. either. Nope. <laughs> I just like the phrase "slam down big style." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, right. Anyway. Yep. Right. So as the rock skitters across, thing all the light kind of. <laughs> Outwards, as um, at this point, you see the bats up in you know amongst stalactites. Are like, ah! it's like all these bats just start like you know raiders of the lost arcus just kind of fucking just flying out the cave as you've completely. I'm picturing them all as you now because you did because you went <laughs> picturing a lot of bats that look like you and are terrifying. As, uh, yeah, they yeah. all kind of like fly out. There's like. <laughs> As they all fuck off. As, once again, you, wait. What are they like? What are they like? What are they like? Sorry. <laughs> as basically, once again, you <laughs> fucked with the very, very carefully balanced ecology of the environment, and you've scared a bunch of bats out into daylight. All right. All right. Who's bothered? Virgin. They 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 spread the new. <laughs> <laughs> As it's at this point you notice now that everything is lit up, it really, really does look like a drinking hole. Like in this Ooh. in this certain entrance way. Um you know, you, you just see all the hang ups of, you know, teenage kids over daubed things on the walls. Um you know, like um Jasper is a donkey knocker is kinda like Daubed in red paint on one wall, like there's various symbols you don't really recognise, which you must imagine are like gang affiliate symbols and stuff like that, and just you know little bottles and little pockets where little fires have been made. And you actually notice there's there's a pool of water off to the right hand side, right off to the right hand side in the back corner, uh, where the rocks instead of the rocks, there's just like a sort of large pool of water. Hmm. Setting aside the the impulse to look for. Graffiti mentioning the Damali Ding Dongs. Um, I'm going to walk over to the pool of water. Yeah, historically, pools of water in caves haven't ended well for that. Yeah, I was going to say he's got he's got a rich history of of nearly dying in pools of water. Uh, you walk over to him. Yeah, but I like to be. Yeah, but I like to be the one that brings that up. It's a good like ten feet, ten or fifteen feet across. It's sort of like a natural pool of water, and as you kind of pick up a rock and throw it in, you see it's it's quite deep. Um, but the visibility is not great. It's quite murky and silty. Oh, my fear is that this is like this is like that thing in in games where you get to an area where there's no there's no on land way through, and you have you have to go through the whole water breathing mechanic in any game. It's always a nightmare. 
any video game, I mean. I'm not talking oh, about... Oh, with a little timer running, running down, where you, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. fuck off. Like, so yeah. GTA, oh, you just accidentally die in a pool. Fucking Christ, I know I'm fat. Stop <laughs> reminding me. Like, <laughs> a human being can hold their breath longer than that. Despite me going through a lot of greatest hits today, I do feel like I might do something slightly useful with that cantrip, the delight cantrip. I might get another stone, light it up, and then throw it like a wishing well. Pe- like a penny in a wishing well to see how deep it is. Oh, I see. That's clever. Ah. Right, right, right. I thought you were going to start take off your shoe like a bucket and just start like <laughs> no, no, no. one shoe, for, which would be difficult. <laughs> no, there was actually yeah, I wear like Crocs. <laughs> yeah, you wear Crocs. Uh, yeah, as you pick up another rock. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick up another rock. You cast light on it. Is light a cantrip? Yes. Oh, brilliant. So you pick up another light, you light it up like the light of a million candles, you toss the the, the um, iridescent rock into the pool and you see it kind of like float down. Uh, it goes some way down before you, I mean, it, it's quite murky and dark in there. This isn't Evian. This is like the siltiest shit bog that you've ever seen as it kind of like goes down and down and down and down. Your best guess, you're looking at like 15, 20 feet down. Quite deep. Mm. Pretty deep. It's, uh, it's pretty deep. Okay. And that is like the only way through that cave. Okay, now we know. I'll so basically, this, I mean, all the way around the perimeter of this entranceway to the cave, there's nothing. I mean, other than like a whole load of like detritus on the floor and some skulls and like. So the options are basically leave the cave. Or go through the river, cave, river, water thing. Yeah, yeah. Best you can see. Yeah. Mm, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell everyone to wait here. I'm gonna get in the water, and I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna get in the water and have a look to see if there's a path that that takes us further into the cave uh, through this pool. Uh, uh, but I'll come back. Um, Aristobulus would like to get involved here briefly, just as a strange word of wisdom, which when he's giving words of advice, you've got to start wondering. One, you're the littlest, so does it make sense? And two, you have, um, you've got magic boots. Yeah, Couldn't I you was climb thinking this. See a different way? Usually for like athletics-based things, I would suggest Honash, uh, but I also don't want to force his character to do something like that while he's not here. Truth. True. Yeah, what, what are you trying? Uh, okay. Yes. I don't know how much of that you heard, but my, my words of wisdom Nothing. were, you've got, you've got, okay, you've got, you're the littlest, so does it make sense? And two, you've got um, magic boots. Would, are they not useful in the cave? Magic slippers? In the... Seeing how far... Yeah. Because I've got, I've got light all go day, up. so I can, I can show you the way and you could walk up and see how long rather than get wet. Because you might die because you're small. So just just for the sake of clarity, I may not have explained this perfectly. It is a pond, the sort of like, you know, it's, it's oh God, I can't remember what I said about, um, let's call it for the sake of it, 10 foot across. It goes about 10 foot back, but the wall comes straight flush. So it's not like there's there's no clearance. It's wall straight down to water. So it's just a oh deep. Okay. Yeah. Um, I completely get what you're saying as well. Uh, Lewis, I usually for something like this, with it being quite 
athletics based and him being the strong boy, I would suggest that Hanash do this, but also Maggie isn't here and I don't want to be like, hey, you're not here, I'm going to push your character into, <laughs> into water. Yeah. Just, just, just um, part of my, uh, Belsiar is some kind of wonderful crocodile man. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, that's true. Makes sense. He can swim. Have yes, we, he can. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to lie, listeners. I've not actually keyed into what the natural attributes of a crocoborn are. What are your underwater breathing skills like? Whatever. I I, well, I thought you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> homebrew! Can, canonically, uh, based on an actual crocodile, <laughs> um, I think it's something like however long a uh, crocodile it was like ten minutes, which I didn't know. Ten minutes, okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I settled on. 10 so, are minutes. you taking off your robes? You going down to your budgie smugglers, or you? Yeah, but I ask everyone to turn around. <laughs> Seems like yeah. It. Okay, so you're going into the water, yeah? Okay, yeah. Yeah. right, 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 right. So you and you step off. Into the water. By the way, were you joking about the budgie smuggler? Are you just going in, or what are you? I didn't want to force your hand there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at as at home in the water as uh, as um, whatever else. I'm, I'm only asking because you're going in with all your equipment, right? Oh, um, no, that seems like. I, th- I think you'd have to strip off. It's, it's up to you. you uh, just, just for playing it out narratively, I'm just curious. But this is this is live homebrew. I mean, could 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 a crocodile man wear all of his clothes and still swim? Yes, right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about no, that. Fine. Just curious from a narrative uh, point of view. Uh, um, I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, in, so. get there in. You go. Really wet. It's amazing, yeah, you know. Yeah, we've all yeah. got like stressful day jobs, and who would have thought? Uh, 9.50 at night, we'd all be arguing about whether Crocodile could swim through water fully clothed. Um, right. As you <laughs> go down through the murk of the water, you all, well, you all turn and you see Belsiar kind of like descend into it. Like he just steps off slowly, vanishing, 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 until he goes underneath the surface of the water and you just see bubbles kind of rising up from the murk. You can still sort of see him because of Aristobulus's light rock. You can still see the darkened shape of the crocoborn as he descends into the abyss. And I mean that as a reference to the film. As you go down into the depths, and obviously this is now just for the sake of uh, Velsiar and no one else, you go down, your vision is a little bit attuned to the aquatic as you are a crocodile, but even you are struggling to see through the silt. Visibility is not great as you go down and down and down. You you hit 20 foot and things kind of level off a bit, and you see the rock, which is lighting everything. Um, can I pick up the rock and yeah. use it as my... Yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah, you can pick the rock up and... and swimming with the rock as you're kind of like, you know, you, you can just about see in front of you. Occasionally you bang into the side of a wall and like, okay, yep, fine, as you kind of meander your way around. Right down on the bottom, it's horrible. Like the bottom is almost like not solid, it's silt. So all the kind of mud and shit and detritus and, and uh, bacteria have kind of made like a soft bed on the bottom. As uh, you carry around, you see bits of just bits of wood and planking and everything sort of jutting out of it where things have washed into the cave and in. Um, you 
make your way around to the right. It kind of curves around to the right and opens up. Um, how long did you say you can swim for? Minutes, ten minutes. So for ten minutes, you meander around. Right. Make me, make me an investigation check. Okay. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Natural one. So um, you're swimming with all of your equipment and your armor. You get snagged and something, something like you see the strap on the side of it caught, like on the side of a rock as you flap around for a bit, like shaking, trying to keep calm because you know that if you let all the oxygen out of yourself, you're going to be in more trouble. Finally, unhooking yourself, you carry on swimming. So at that point, something starts vibrating violently on your side. You look down. And you realise you brought Cato underneath the water with you. <laughs> that's, that's precisely why I asked you whether you were taking oh, all of you uh, bastard. You the bastard. equipment with you. I'm just curious to see. Oh, um, for no other reason. As you go down, you just see the startled look of a crow sticking out of your satchel. As the eyes, the shit-eating eyes glaring at you. As he's up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute <laughs> bastard shithousery, this. Okay, I, you know. Shit. Um, I could go either way on the goat, but he definitely said, like... Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Is he, still, is he still alive? Oh, yeah, 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 he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's... Okay. Can I do an emergency blink? <laughs> yes. Um, up, up. Can I just go ten feet up? Yeah, if you wish. Yeah, you want to do an emergency blink? Yeah, I don't want. I don't want a crow's death on my conscience. Okay, so blasting forwards and upwards with an emergency blink, you bam out of like reality. You you appear in midair, looking around for a moment as you fall out the sky, and you go onto something like hard. As you go, you go through something wooden, and you're like, oh. As you're like feeling the ribs in the back of yourself, as you look around, you're like surrounded by like fabric and bones and a broken candle. As you pick something up, you think it's a bone, it's just a snapped candle. As you look around, you're in another part of the cave a bit further on, and you look around, like everything's a bit blurry. You're still holding on to the light rock in one hand. There's the crows like, <laughs> like just splashing up salt water. He's like, You son of a bitch. <laughs> I think you wouldn't you have known what was happening. You, you should have been in there anyway. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to lose. That's you. fine. I'm He's sorry. just building up fucking salt water. As you look around, <laughs> your eyes are custom. It's like, you know, the water starts like seeping out of you. You look around, you see scratchings and etchings on the wall, like symbols carved into the wall uh, by hand, like runic symbols all the way around you. As you look down, you pull out half a candle from underneath you and just like toss it to one side. Is there hmm, interesting? Is there an entrance? Or Over an to exit? one side, you see another pool of water to the right hand side, similar to the one that you entered through. Um, you stand up, you shake bits of broken wood off yourself. You pull a bit of broken candle from in one of your robes and toss it to one side. Hold the crow upside down and shake him, just like you know, bilging, you know, just pumping water out of him like a like a like a bagpipe <laughs> full of salt water. Um, <laughs> that classic expression. 
I don't know. All I could think of was chef piping cream for some reason. Do you know, like when you pipe on top of people? Why? Anyway, like like an Indian cupcake piper. Um, and oh, you just yeah, found, you stand found up the name right. of the episode. <laughs> the, yeah, Indian <laughs> cupcake piper. Um, you. Like there are various, and I'm not. These are not man-made, but they're almost like columns. There's bits, bits of stone that go from ceiling. You know where, where like the cave naturally goes round, kind of almost natural pillars and stuff. But as you step back, hold the stone up in front of you, you see for the first time. You blinked on top of what you think was some sort of altar or shrine. You've literally gone clean through it. You've fucked this shrine up quite considerably as you've broken the table that was in the middle of the shrine that had various, like, things on it. From what you can see, you've squished bits of, like, fruit and meat and stuff like that. You've completely trashed this shrine. Uh, you stand up and you, you take a step back and you look and you're like, yeah, this is clearly a shrine to something. Like... And as you look to, you said, looking at his map, as you look to your, as you face the shrine, if you look to your left, you see the pool of water, which is clearly where the other one came out of, but you you, you bypass the subtle route. It's, it's an impressive shrine, and like I said, on all the walls are carved symbols and pictures. And as you bring the light closer to one that's particularly descript, you see what you think is a carved picture of the body of a naked woman, but with the claws of lobsters and the head of a lobster. As you rub the shit off the wall, you're like, yeah, that's definitely a naked woman with the claws of a lobster and the head of a lobster. And that's where we're going to leave this week's episode. All right. Every time you said that, I thought you were going to say the claws of a lobster and the head of something else. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. I was like, <gasps> also the head of a lobster. I was like, <gasps> Have you seen a naked woman with the claws of a lobster and the head of a lobster? <laughs> Why does he say it? Why are you? You are saying it like that. Like you could have say something else. I love you, know AJ. I'm I'm from Barnsley, so I've I've seen all breeds. The claws of a badger <laughs> and the head of a badger. Um, yes, yeah, that's where we're going to leave this week's episode. You you took you took the slightly fast route there by blinking. I was just being honest. I did wonder. I was I was happy for you to go in in your budgie smugglers, yeah. but uh, I thought depending on what you met on the other side, you might not like to be defenseless. Although you are, you know, you're a magic user, so you know you're never without. But my my body is my, weapon. my body is my weapon. <laughs> you tried you tried to fuck us with the goat early on, and you got us. You got I us didn't with the try crow. Fuck you. you know, like, like nah. it worked out for the best. And honestly, I rolled a natural one. Like I wasn't joking. Like yeah. a natural one. It worked, it worked out. out well. All worked out well. You know, Chanel would never forgive me if we accidentally killed Marvin the pygmy goat. So, yeah, you've made it to Hoggle Hole. You made it a little bit further than I really intended you to, but that's fine. You got to a good place. Uh, you found the beginnings of an altar, a shrine. But, I mean, the problem is, rather than subtly finding it, you fell out of midair and smashed through it. So, my... Uh, true crunk fucker style. But true crunk fucker style. There you go. That's about as much as we can hope to achieve for one evening. So we will leave the episode there and we will pick up with it again next week. Right. Everybody say goodbye. We never fucking say goodbye. Come on. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. We love you. Wow. That's such high energy. Come on. Give the listeners a proper goodbye. Jesus Christ. Bye. I love you. Thank you.
Hey there, listeners. It's just me again. Hope you've enjoyed yourself this week. Thanks so much for swinging by again. We really appreciate you tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now, assuming you've made it this far, why not smash that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? Better yet, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on and help spread the word of our misadventures far and wide? Alternatively, if you fancy supporting the podcast by wearing our merchandise around town, you can check it all out on the merch store that you can find at adventurers-anonymous.com. You can find all sorts of branded goodies, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, crotch glitter, erotic cookbooks, you name it, we got it. So go and give that a look and uh, happy shopping. And it goes without saying that all of your support, either financially or with your likes, clicks, shares and kind comments, are greatly appreciated from all of us here at Adventurers Anonymous. As ever, you can find us on the socials. We're on Twitter at AdventurersANO1. And we can also be found on Instagram, where you can find pictures of all of us behind the scenes and out in the wild having fun. So, that just leaves time for a big goodbye from Chris, Matt, Lewis and myself. Hopefully, we'll see you all back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.